it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Living the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, I am so excited to talk to one of my favorite people. Um, she models so much grace for us. She's also hilarious and beautiful and super smart, too. She's got it all going on. Um, Rachel Campos Duffy is a co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend. She is a New York Times bestselling author and mother to nine. We got to see her youngest on air this week. Rachel, welcome back to Live in the Bream. Thank you, Shannon. Can I tell you that, first of all, it's so wonderful to be with you. And you know how much I admire you and everything that you do, um, both on the network, but just the inspiration you are, just so many women out there. And and you're also a New York Times bestselling author, times like, I don't know, over, I don't know how much. But it's <laughs> funny you should mention um, that you just saw Valentina because I was at the mall and I got stopped like three times. Oh, but for Valentina, that all right. these people, like, wow, she really is a show stealer. Like, <laughs> she's so adorable. And I would love for you to share a little bit about why she was on TV this week. We want to see more of her all the time. So any excuse, but you had a special reason this week. Yeah, you know, this week was World Down Syndrome Day. And, you know, it's it's a it's an important day because First of all, for those of us who have, you know, kiddos with Downs, it's just such a nice way to celebrate them. But there's really a lot packed in there because right now we're in an era where, you know, there's countries out there like Iceland, for example, who says we've cured Down syndrome um, and they haven't. They've exterminated um, an entire class of people by scaring women um, and 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 really discriminating against people who they have deemed as not sufficiently human or sufficiently perfect enough in their view. And and so they actually encourage women to have an abortion because this baby they view as defective. And then over the last couple months, the WHO has issued their list of birth defects and they listed Down syndrome which is not really accurate. Down syndrome is a chromosomal variation. It just means that Valentina has one more chromosome than all my other children. And so she's not defective. She's, 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 I think she's extra, right? She's got that extra chromosome. Mm -hmm. She's special. She's different, but we live in this culture that purportedly says that it's so tolerant and we want to be tolerant of so many things. And yet so intolerant of, of, people with downs. And the truth is that they are amazing people. They mm-hmm. remind us um, in so many ways about the just innocence and purity and joy and uh, unadulterated love that they just have. And they just take every moment for what it, what it, the, that moment is. And our family has just been better for having Valentina in it without a doubt. She is by far like, whenever we'd have, I'd have a baby Shannon, we'd say, okay, this is the current family favorite. Um, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think Valentina is going to be replaced. I think she's going to remain the family favorite um, for as long as we have her. And she's just amazing. And and I was really grateful to work for a network that would let me Mm -hmm. um, show her off because I like to show off my kids, Um, but um, show her off and also talk about what I think is um, a, a really sad thing about 
our culture. Um, it's not just American culture. It's all over. It's China. Mm-hmm. It's Europe. Um, they're just exterminating them. And I think we're, we're, we're losing something. I don't know about you, Shannon, but do you remember seeing more people with Downs when you were a child? I do. I do. And, you know, in my family and in our church, we were very much about accepting everyone and and making sure that everybody felt special and loved and every life was valuable. So I've known a lot of people with Downs and they truly are like in the best mood, the kindest hearted people who are joyful. They want you to be joyful and such a gift. And so, um, you know, I'm glad that I grew up in a family where we actually fostered a child with Down syndrome at one point. And um, so so, you know, I, it was always just a very normal, uh, just another person, another, another kid who was around another child in, in our family for a little mm-hmm. while. So, um, I'm grateful for that. And I'm just grateful that you and Valentina are like such a great charm offensive. Her little ponytails are so adorable <laughs> and, um, you just share such a great message. And, you know, I, my thing is that I look at you and, um, you know, I guess mutual ad- admiration society. Cause I just, um, I see that you live out your faith in so many concrete, real ways every day. This is not like a Sunday morning thing with you. And that's inspiring to me as another professional woman, yeah. but I don't know how you do it with all the kiddos. So let's talk about that. Um, you're kind <laughs> enough to be part of the new, um, special that I have that goes along with the new book, the mothers and daughters of the Bible speak who better to be a part of this than you. And I'm so grateful to you and your girls for being part of the special. And, um, gosh, everybody look at you and would like to know, how do you manage motherhood? I mean, are there things from the Bible, um, women from the Bible, you know, principles that you've learned in your faith along the way um, that make you seem so joyous in the journey of motherhood? Well, that's so nice here. Well, first of all, thanks for having me and my daughters be part of it. My kid, I'm going to be honest, my daughters love doing it. I would say, by the way, they're all teenagers. So I I brought up my my, uh, 13-year-old Paloma, my 18-year-old Lucia, my 22-year-old Evita, who's about to get married. And I would be lying to you, Shannon, if I told you that they didn't love the fact that they got their hair and makeup done. Right, of course. (laughs) We all love that. Who that doesn't love that? Bonus. They were like, can we, after we were done, they were like, we have to go out after this. <laughs> right. We're fancy now. We got to go. We're People need to now. see this, this handiwork. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, you know, so for me as a mom, I'm always really grateful. And I talked about this on the special a little bit as well. Being a Catholic, we have always, and you know, as Catholics, we have a really, you know, a high reverence for, um, for the mother Mary, for, for the Virgin Mary. And, you know, the fact that she was a mother and that so many of the things that, you know, she went through as a mother are are things that we can relate to, like losing a child. I think I've talked to you about that before. I lost a child in Disney world and it was traumatic Mm -hmm. and uh, pondering Mary losing, you know, Jesus um, really helped me get over some of my guilt um, because I lost Paloma and not, you know, the Messiah. Um, So, you know, (laughs) there's perspective is good. Yeah. Um, But you know, I think that I've always felt like through my faith and through the way Catholicism um, was taught to me in my own family, that motherhood was the highest form for us. Like, you know, I can honestly tell you there's nothing I've done in my career that has been more impressive to my parents than, you know, me giving them grandkids. And I mm-hmm. remember very specifically um 
I was up for, I was up for the view several times. So I was up for the view before I got married. And then I was up for the view, um, up against, uh, it was between Elizabeth Hasselbeck and I, um, a second time I was up for it. And I really thought I was going to get it that second time. And I was really, you know, certain about it. I don't know why, what was going on in, in my career at the time, but I was like, I'm ready for this. I per- thought I performed really well. Um, during that period of time. And then I, I got the call from Barbara Walters that I didn't get the job. She, you know, personally called me as she did the first time. That was classy. Oh God. She is such a class act. I, ever since she left the view, it's just not the same. Um, yeah, she's super classy. And she called me and I remember I was really upset. Um, and, and by the way, I, I, so I called my mom and I was pregnant at the time with my third child. And my mom's first reaction was like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't get it, but honey, you're about to have a baby, you know, like it was <laughs> focus, refocus Barbara Walters. You're mm-hmm. I'm having another grandkid. <laughs> so, I mean, Aww. so, you know, my own family and I think my family's very informed by their Catholic faith that every, that was the, the highest thing that I could do. And so they put that in perspective. I'll tell you the next day, when Elizabeth Hasselbeck had her, I think it was the next day. It was her first day. I think they had John Bon Jovi on, which I was obsessed oh, with. And come I, on. I know, right? And I was like, damn it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't I have lasted one more day for this guest? Couldn't that have been my day? <laughs> yeah. Then, then you could not, I could not get the job. So, but, but truly, I think my family and my faith has really put my family in my family life in perspective and that family is everything. And so I think that it's come from that. And I think that everything that I've been able to do in my life, I think I really am grateful to my faith, um, to my relationship with Mary, um, as, as the mother of Jesus for helping me to put things in their proper order and in their proper perspective, you know, God first, um, my family and, and then my job. And I think, um, that's been, the key to so much. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. This is Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. We both have mothers of deep faith. And so I think that makes a huge difference. One of the verses, one of the first ones my mom taught me, I think it's in Philippians about like, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So my mom was always like, listen, you better get a, go in there, get straight A's, but don't be fancy about it. Don't be gloating about it. Um, just work hard, keep your head down and look for ways that you can lift up other people. Like it's not about you. Your mission is to yes. be serving other people and to be looking for ways that you can, um, step up and be Christ to them and meet them in their needs and encourage them and whatever else you can do. So I do think it's so helpful to have moms who view life and teach us about life. Um, through the prism of faith, because same thing when I would be up for something and not get it, my mom would be like, okay, the Lord didn't, they has a reason you didn't get that. Yeah. You yeah. know, like she's setting, yeah. she's shedding zero tears over it. Meanwhile, I'm like yes. in the fetal position over here, like, no, this was going to be so great. I know that this is meant for me. And mom's like, no, you don't ever have to be grieving over something because God is mapping out your plan. And he's, that's right. You know, in the waiting or in the nose that you get, like there's purpose in it. He's like, nothing catches him by surprise. Like God's not surprised. You didn't get that. 
Like he knew that was coming. He's right. not like, what? It wasn't, it Shannon wasn't did not get elected to Gaffer's team board. What? Yeah. Um, you know, so um, it's great to have mothers who guide us that way. And I know you do that for your daughters now as well. And it's, it's funny to me because I, I write in the book about spiritual mothers and daughters too, about how we have these relationships where sometimes we're the one who is kind of the mentee that needs the help that needs the spiritual mothering. And then as we go through life, hopefully we mature spiritually enough that then we're that for someone else. And now you're that for your girls. I mean, do you sort of see that coming full circle? I do. I do. And it's funny, like there are so many pieces and things about my mother that I bring into uh, how I mother my own children. I think my my mommy motto, and I've, I've shared this with our friend Ainsley Earhart as well mm-hmm. um, on her show once. I, I say this to my kids. I can't believe how many times I say it in a year. But I always say, it's not my job to get you into Harvard. My job is to help you get into heaven because I want us oh, all to Oh, I like together. that. I know, but guess what happened? I said that Someone once. Steal on it. No, I said it once on a show and Melissa Francis was there and she went to Harvard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you know, not all of us can go to Harvard, but we do want everyone to go to heaven. You can still go to heaven. It's great. That well, is hilarious. You should get a t-shirt that says that though. I know it's such a good one because truly, again, talking about how we prioritize our lives. And if you look, if I mean, right now in the way parenting is, there is just so much like, competition and so much Mm. emphasis on credentials and things that in the end don't really matter. And people will lie. And I mean, remember the the story of those Hollywood people who lie to get their kids those fancy schools. And it's like, you're missing the whole point of this in life. I mean, who Mm -hmm. cares, frankly? And I think what I said in that conversation that kind of got me in hot water is I think I said going to Harvard might actually help you not get it. Oh, no, we know there are lots Uh of good people who've come through Harvard, which by the way, started as, you know, a religious seminary foundation kind of school. Um, I talk about that in the book and that it's easy to, as a mom, um, want the best for your kid and feel like maybe your scheming or decisions or shortcuts are going to give them a leg up. And I talk about that in the context of Rebecca, who has, you know, these sons after a lengthy period of infertility, she has these twins, Jacob and Esau. And oh my goodness, this is like dynasty on steroids with the deception and pitting the brothers against each other and then deceiving the dad while he's dying. Like Rebecca makes a lot of bad decisions as a mom, almost because you have to assume she didn't trust God, like that he was going to take care of her sons. He had a plan. And I guess that's got to be hard as a mother at times to feel like, okay, this path my kid is on right now is not the one I thought was going to be for them. Um, Where is God in this? We, you know, you talk about the moms. I talk about them in the book too, with the college admission scandal and this, this uh, mom and daughter down in Florida who accused the mom um, worked in the school system and is accused of hacking into the computer system to change the vote. So her daughter would win homecoming queen. Um, they both deny it, but you know, we look around and see like, gosh, it's, it's, where do you draw the line in advocating for your child as a mom? And then, whoa, veering off into Rebecca territory where you're engaging in all kinds of things God would never want you to do, um, because you are so consumed by giving your kid this one up. So one of the benefits of having a lot of kids, Shannon, is that your kids, you, you can't give them everything. And I think it's, it's a lot more tempting when you have one or two and you <laughs> can actually try to 
you know, manipulate some of the situations when you have as many kids, I mean, you just can't. And what you realize, you realize several things. The first thing is that I realized through having as many kids as I have that like, I am a good, I try to be a good mom, but in the end they are who they are. And Mm -hmm. I've parented them exactly the same and they come out totally different. Right. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is just who they are. And obviously you want to be a good parent. You want to do the best you can and you want to guide them and and help nurture them. But in the end, they're going to do what they want to do. And that's one of the hardest parts about being a mom. You know, I have a child that, you know, just went to college and decided I don't want to do this. This isn't for me. And boy, that was really hard for me. Um, and I'm, it's, I'm still struggling with it because I, you know, you want, you, you want that sort of protection of the, of that degree, but in the Mm -hmm. end, um, you know, I have to think further. Like I said, you know, it's not about Harvard. It's about heaven. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I have a daughter who went to the university of Chicago and she, in her freshman year had, um, you know, one of these dorm gatherings where all these young kids are around having pizza and, and probably drinking adult beverages. And they were asking each other questions. And the question came up of, um, the question was, what would you rather, would you rather your child be super intelligent or super kind? Oh, it's a good question. It's a great question, except that in that huge group of everyone on her dorm floor, she was the only one who said she would prefer a kind child. Oh my goodness. Which again, says a lot about this sort of emphasis on achievement and the credentials and, and sort of, you know, that, I don't know. I, it was, it it actually really depressed me when she came home and told me that story. And um, so I think that in the end, we just need to think about, um, you know, and, and that's why the Bible is so great. That's why, our religion is so great. It keeps, it gives us a map. It gives us this, this map to heaven and what we should do. And I I love that you did this mother and daughter, because there were so many great examples in the Bible of, of people mothering. And we, on our episode, if I'm allowed to talk a little bit about it, or give us a sneak preview. Yeah. The sneak preview was that you assigned us Elizabeth and uh, Mary. Yes. Who, who were cousins. Um, and, but, but Elizabeth was kind of a spiritual mother and vice versa, I, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and by the way, I had, I had a spiritual mother as my, my godmother who never got married, never had children. And I was like her daughter to her mm-hmm. and she's still alive. And she's just been an amazing force in my life. So it was, it was a powerful, um, you know, story that you, you assigned to us because it, it, it evoked all these amazing memories I had of my own spiritual mother. Um, but, but also this story of caring for each other. I mean, the first thing is that they were both pregnant and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mary traveling to go see her, her, her cousin, Elizabeth, who was much older than her and lived far away. Um, this journey was, was not an easy journey to make in those days. And, you know, it's a reminder to us as women that, you know, and I, I definitely feel this way because I've had so many people be so kind to me when I, when I was pregnant or, or when I, you know, had a, a newborn baby or lots of little kids around. I had a, a really dear friend who would say, Rachel, you're just too tired to make, 
you know, do the Christmas cookies and she would make all the dough for me and, and roll it up and put it in my fridge so that then I could just do the fun part with the kids and, and roll it out and, and, and bake it. And, you know, people do those kind, isn't that wonderful? So Mm -hmm. thoughtful, so wonderful. Um, I remember her bringing it over with the, with the baking sheets and, 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 and oven mitts and the, and the dough and just wanting me to have those moments with my kids when she knew that I was just exhausted and couldn't Mm -hmm. do the whole kit and caboodle. And so, you know, I just think that, that, that Mary going to see her cousin and, and be with her and comfort her. And again, that must've been a very difficult pregnancy for Elizabeth, um, at at that age in that day and age. Um, so I, I love that story of how they were there for each other and, and loved each other and cared for each other during, you know, that precious Mm -hmm. time. I do too, because both of them had truly miraculous pregnancies. I mean, Elizabeth had been, she and Zachariah had, had longed for a child for years and years and years. Like there may have been some point where she's like, unless I'm going to be the Sarah of the new Testament, which she kind of was, um, Mm -hmm. you know, of of this next chapter of the Bible, like I'm, there's no way I'm going to, um, ever have a child. So I wonder if she and Zachariah had at any point kind of, you know, surrendered that hope and thought it wouldn't happen. So, you know, we often think about Mary being very young and having this surprise pregnancy, but Elizabeth was on the other end, older past when people thought she would have a baby. And I love that God links their stories. So both of them with these surprise pregnancies that, that opened them to, up to a lot of questions and a lot of, um, scrutiny, they had each other in that. And I don't yeah. think that's a mistake that he gave them to each other in that timing, despite their different ages. Um, them both having these miraculous pregnancies. I'm so glad that you and your daughters are that part of the special, which will be on Fox and on Fox Nation. Um, so thank you for joining me today. And thank you, now Janet. Sean can open the door and unleash all of the children unleash, who need you at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on Live in the Bream. I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Shannon. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.